What's up, Fish Sauce family? It's Wilson. And Elton. And we're back with a fresh episode of Fish Fish Sauce. Sauce. Join us on a journey into the minds of successful founders, operators, and investors. As we learn more about their secret sauce, we hope you find yours too. In this episode, we'll share our growth lesson of how we name our podcast Fish Sauce. Most people didn't know the trials and tribulations of naming the podcast. We had so many lunches, dinners, and probably way too much whiskey. Way too much. Brainstorming different names that we came up with before coming to a final conclusion. Some of the early names we thought of were Shoes Off, which I kind of kind of like. It was pretty clever, right? Yeah. yeah. Tech Ninjas. Kaizen. Digital Dumplings. As you can imagine, there are so many names and we even had a beta group to, to pull people. And eventually we settled on, drum roll please. Let's go, what is it? Tech Ninjas! <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm coughing here. Like, that's exactly why we decided not to go with it. I mean, we, we love Tech Ninjas to begin with, though. We were so, we felt that we were so sure. Yeah, we went around our work and started telling people about this new podcast we're starting called Tech Ninjas, and people kind of just gave us a stare. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the best stare, but I think they're nice enough to say, yeah, go ahead, like, try it out. I think our closest friends were a little bit more honest and direct to us, and when we got to one of our weekend trips to Tahoe, our friends gave us a little bit of negative or maybe a constructive feedback about like, you know, maybe it's not the best name and we felt a little bit outdated and people thought we were like IT support. Geek Squad. Yeah, like Best, best Buy. <laughs> and do you want to be part of the Geek Squad right I mean, now? I wanted to work at Best Buy yeah, in high mean, school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's actually pretty cool back then. But now, like, maybe we want to try something different and so we decide maybe, you know, Tech Ninjas wasn't the right name. But what do we do? What do we do to think about, rethink the whole name? Yeah, so we went back to the drawing board and we decided to go eat at our favorite place in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. And after a few too many shots of fish sauce on our pork chop, shrimp paste, steamed egg over rice, which is mm, the so plate good. that we generally get. Yeah, <laughs> definitely so good. We realized the secret sauce is what made the food so freaking good. And that's why we named it Fish Sauce. Why did the name feel so good this time compared to last? I mean, it just felt right. It, it wasn't because we were drunk off fish sauce during the meal, which was maybe partly true, but we realized that it's that smelly, that quirky, that critical flavor in everything we do at Fish Sauce. From us and, and even Christian and Patty, I know, I'm not sure if they like when we say that, you know, we're a little smelly, we're a little quirky, but you know, this is how we do things, right? And the way we create our values from make your mom proud, you know, love the things we make, like all these different things are so important. And I think at the end of the day, it comes back to our guests. And our guests have this, you know, that secret distinct sauce that makes them so special. And sometimes it's that fish sauce. And that's why we landed on that name. Fish sauce. We love it. With that story being told, please don't ever call us Tech Ninjas again. We want to erase that from (laughs) our memories, but it was a good first try. Yeah, we're going to get out of our system and now it's out. Like, please don't ever say that. (laughs) So on to the episode today. This episode features a special guest in one of our favorite industries. What's that favorite industry? Food industry. Yeah, definitely one of our favorites. Dave Liu is the co-founder and president of Paired, a market network revolutionizing the way restaurants work and improve the lives of those in the industry. Launched in 2015, Paired helps restaurants like Michelin two-star rated Lazy Bear alleviate chronic short staffing by providing dishwashers and line cooks on demand. Prior to co-founding Paired, Dave was working at Lux, founded by Curtis Lee, they're recently acquired by Vovo, so big congrats there. Huge congrats. If you haven't heard of him, we actually featured him in season one of Fish Sauce, so definitely rewind it back if you haven't listened to it yet. Before that, Dave was the co-founder and CEO of FanPop, one of the biggest entertainment websites in the world to over 35 million unique visitors. Yeah, that's something that we aspire to at Fish Yeah, I think Shots. we're close, right? Pretty close, <laughs> just a couple of magnitudes. <laughs> yeah. For this episode's growth lesson, Dave learned that in the restaurant tech industry, if you can't explain the value proposition to the restaurant owner in the first few minutes, they'll kick you out. But that's because they're busy making sure that their guests are having an enjoyable and amazing meal. So what's Dave's secret sauce? Stay tuned to find out. Mmm, can't wait.
I started off like every other Asian American kid, grew up in Princeton, New Jersey, was raised to, to do well in school and get into an Ivy League school. So I did that. I went to Wharton for undergrad at Penn and then studied finance. Found that after a year, I, I hated consulting. That was about the time that all the tech boom started kind of blowing up. Uh, I really wanted to join that. Uh, I saw my friends being a part of that at AOL and, and Netscape and other places, and I decided to join Yahoo as a product manager. And this is when Yahoo was about 1,000 people. Jerry Yang was sitting around the corner for me. And, you know, a very conservative, decided to Stay, stay on that path of, of going the safe route, learn from big corporations. I had applied to Stanford Business School and got a call from the director of missions and got in. And I've always wanted to go to Stanford. Did consulting, worked at Yahoo, worked at Sony. That summer I worked at Apple. I thought, you know, I want to start my own company, but I'm not ready yet. I'll probably need to get to a VP level before I can start my own company. You know, get to a GM level, learn the ropes at a big, you know, corporate job before I can manage people or do any of that. I went to eBay right after school and it was, the same. It was like another, having been at another big corporate place and having come out of Stanford, you know, you feel like you have superpowers coming out. You feel like I can do anything. I can conquer the world. And then you're sitting at a desk and you're doing a little bit of something that impacts, you know, the, the company. <laughs> I said, you know what, this is not for me. Like, I, I, I think I need to be somewhere that I can actually make an impact. And my director said, hey, it's better not to rock the boat here. It maybe just go along, go with the flow. And I said, you know what? This is not for me. So I joined a, I went to join a startup in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And How'd you find it? Gosh, good question. It was in hardware. So I was looking at, you know, I had done hardware a little bit at, uh, while I was at Apple. I was doing the uh, laptops right here. And I thought, you know, I want to, you know, go back into that kind of product marketing, you know, selling. And there was a single use camcorders, cam- cameras and camcorders, uh, pure digital. They're the flip camcorders. I don't know if you remember before all the phones had cameras. Yeah, I remember that. Flip um, Flip cam, that's yeah. right. I had one of those. I yeah. loved it. I think it was a lot of people before phones, that was the thing. And um, Before you know, Snapchat. Before yeah. Snapchat, exactly. <laughs> there were no filters. That thing barely held <laughs> like more than two minutes. But, you know, growing up, seeing my my mom actually uh, started a company and my dad was an engineer and he supported her. Was, my dad had seen my mom toil for like years working for someone else. He supported her and wanted her to start her own thing because he's like, you know what? You could be making so much more money and you could be happier if you were doing, if you were your own boss. So it was kind of ingrained in me. Like, I mean, it wasn't, they didn't want me to go do my own thing. They're like, hey, go work at Google, go work at Yahoo, go work at all these big companies and Facebook, whatever. Even after all the experiences uh, you've already had? Yeah. No, I mean, cause they're just like, hey, that's, that's a good living. They didn't, like, they didn't take the risk to come to the States to go to grad school here, do all, uh-huh. all that stuff to watch me go flounder and take a risk and maybe end up broke. I think a lot of it is because they like, to be able to tell their friends when they ask, where does your son work? Our parents too. Yeah, yeah same. It's yeah. everyone, right? And it's, it's, like, it's funny where like I used to work at IBM and they're so proud to yeah. talk about IBM. But to us, it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> but like, when I worked at Square, my dad still tells his friends that I still work at IBM. Yeah. Same, at, back at Bamble. My parents still say, oh, my son works at a finance company. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that's, but that's, I hear people say, you know, Asian parents are too hard on their kids. They're too strict on this and that. You know, they came here risking like everything so that they can have a better life for their mm-hmm. kids. They don't want them to go through the same struggles that they had. And so I understand the security aspect of it to provide for your family, to not worry about, you know, all, like paying your mortgage and things like that. But, you know, I think we're, we're now making our own path. When I was little, my mom, my dad would say, he's like, I, I said, oh, I want to be an engineer like you, dad. And he said, you know, as an engineer, you're, you're always working for someone else and you'll never be the one who actually, you know, calls the shots or makes the money or benefits from this. And he said, you don't want to be an engineer because that's what, you know, I do that. He's a chemical engineer and he was working for someone else for who knows how long. And, and it just like... Actually, my dad says the same thing of, you know, not working for someone and kind yeah. of building your own business. Is that something that for immigrants, parents that would tell them that? Or is that like an Asian American thing? I think a lot of Asian American, Asian parents would say, no, go work for someone if you can, if it's secure and safe and they can give you a salary. For them, it's like, it's more the conservative, safe 
like get your resume, like spick and span. And that's what mine was until I decided, you know what? It was around 2006, uh, 2005, 2006 when open source was, you know, blowing up. Ruby on Rails, SQL, you could get all the stuff off the shelf and just start coding really cheap and start a, starting a company. It was an evolution of kind of the diminishing costs of starting a company that uh, I came in on the curve and said, you know what? The hardware cycle is really slow for me. So I wanted to build something mm-hmm. software related. Me and a friend of mine, we would meet up for lunch because his office was nearby. And for, you know, week after week, we would meet up for lunch and just start hashing out ideas. <laughs> That's what yeah. Just throw, beginning. throw stuff yeah. against the wall. That and, sounds like Boba guys, Andrew and Vince. Yeah. That too, exactly. Yeah. Very similar story. Yeah. When I started FanPot Week, I uh, came up with the idea because I had been doing affiliate marketing strategy for and products for uh, eBay, basically paying people to drive registrations and, and usage. And I thought, you know what, this kind of affiliate revenue that they're generating, like maybe I should try to see if I, there's anything there. So I was thinking, what's a niche community that I'd be really excited about? And I'm into digital photography, so I had a digital SLR. Everyone would always ask me, oh, what camera should I get? What lens should I get? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I've given this response to so many people, and I wish I could just put it on a website and just let them look Here's it up. Here's an FAQ for you guys. Yeah, just don't bother <laughs> me. Here's a link. But then I realized there's got to be a lot of people looking at this. So I put up my kind of tips and advice, and then I put the affiliate links on the side. So I did that, and I, I started adding forums and you know photo galleries, and people started like joining and joining, and they created this community because they all had that shared kind of passion and interest in these this Canon like family of cameras. Because you're either Nikon or Canon, that community kind of grew and grew. And I thought, hey, this is pretty sticky. What if we built a platform for people to create these niche communities around topics of interest? So that's how FanPop was born. We thought it'd be like, oh, stamp collecting, baseball card collecting, whatnot. But slowly it became more entertainment focused. We got up to about 35 million users a month and it was crazy. At which point does this temporary solution or this passion project yeah. on the side becomes a business? Mm. You know, many people oh, yeah. um, are thinking about that too. And, you know, as we think about fish sauces, a passion project yeah. and over time do we think of it as a business is there like a pivotal point in which that you realize it when you get really excited about a project or an idea and you start working on it day and night even when you have a job and you realize you're doing a half-assed job and it's really it could be a lot better you're kind of letting yourself down and your users down because if your best hours are being put into something that you don't it's not yours or it's not you're not excited about then you know you're not giving your best to the, the things that matter so for me it was gosh I'm up till who knows 2-3am before going to my day job working on this thing 